I'm Ed Pakulski. Welcome to News Engine, an inside look at how and why we publish news and events. Today on News Engine, we'll discuss the chaos of election night. Chad Sebring is news editor at the Times-Tribune. He's been a journalist for over 20 years and has seen his fair share of elections. Welcome aboard, Chad. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Now, you're the news editor at the Times-Tribune. Tell us what the news editor does. All right. News editor, just kind of in a nutshell, on a, on a daily basis, handles, well, it used to handle just print production of the, of the paper, and now, obviously, there's all kinds of formats that we're dealing with from the website to social media. So we handle a lot of that, and there's a lot of decision-making as far as what stories we're going to publish, where we're going to publish them, headline writing, photo gathering, everything, kind of a jack-of-all-trades type of job. So you're the guy who, when I walk into the store and I see the newspaper sitting on a rack, um, you're making the decisions about what we see above the fold of the paper, so to speak, what people see in the display. Generally speaking, yeah. We have a meeting every day to kind of nail down what the page one lineup is going to be uh, and maybe what our best story is and what our best images are from our photographers, things like that. But generally speaking, yeah, at the at the end of the day, we're deciding, okay, this is going to be the lead headline. This is going to be kind of down page, still an important story, but we're going to move it down page a little bit. And now uh, I'm curious about this because I, I've I've seen it, but you live it. Election night. Dozens of <laughs> candidates. Uh, now, depending on the election, there could actually be hundreds of candidates if we're in a primary election and, you know, there's a ton of municipal races. But we read all of the coverage the day of the election and the day after the election. But how long before the election do you start planning the coverage? Well, I'll tell you the two dirtiest words in newspapering is municipal primary. <laughs> okay. When you deal, you deal with, with school boards and tax collector and auditor for places like in the farthest reaches of our coverage area, like Vandling and, and, and things like that. There's just so many people. But as far as planning, it's... It's already started on the assigning editor side. Okay, these are the races that we're going to cover. This is the person who's going to cover them. On our end, we're probably, what, about three weeks out now? Now. It's, it, it, it starts right now. Gathering, gathering photos, getting a handle on all of the races, getting a handle on the amount of space we're going to need, who's going to handle what. We're doing it now. So you've, uh, so reporters that are covering the uh, different races, they already know what they're covering. Uh, chances are it's it's a beat or a location that they're familiar with. But you're starting to get a, a, in your mind now, okay, this is going to be a big race or this is going to be a hot race or a close race. Uh, so this is probably going to lead or or dictate what goes out front on, on page one. Yeah, this is, this is different than kind of on the daily basis. One of the great things about newspapers is you come in and every day at work is different. You know, the stories that we're writing about are different. Elections are a little bit of a different animal. You have an idea if the Scranton mayor race is, is going to be the big race. We can kind of plan for that and say, okay, this is clearly the most high-profile thing. This is going to be the main the main story on page one. This is going to be what's above the fold, as you, as, as you mentioned before. So it's a little bit different that way, but because it's an election— things happen. Right. <laughs> now, so much has changed over the more than 20 years that, that you've been in the newsroom, but give me kind of a, a, a before and after. Give me a, a sense of what it looked like 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. Just kind of paint that picture for me, and then we'll circle back to what it looks like now. 
Well, I, I the, the biggest change is obviously 20, 25 years ago, we were focused solely on what was going to land on your doorstep in the morning, right? We're focused solely on uh, on the print edition. Now, obviously, the biggest difference is that we're kind of feeding the feeding the website all night long with updated stories and social media accounts, as well as dealing with with, with the print paper. So that's that's the biggest difference. But the the whole the whole thing is 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 a lot different. I remember the first the first election I <laughs> I covered. I two quick stories. One, there were all these people in the newsroom that I didn't know. This is this is 20, 20 years ago, and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm I'm doing my work, and there's people like over my shoulder, like checking out what's going on, and they were kind of designates from candidates because all the information fed through our newsroom. We were kind of the first with first with the results. So I don't think people, a lot of people may not know or even remember that. We were, uh, I'm going to call us an election bureau or an election return center in a sense where, like you said, it was the candidates that were here, but also other media would come. So the TV stations, the radio stations would all be somewhere in this building and yep. we would be the, the, the funnel. Yep. so to speak, for the returns. And we would get the returns and then kind of distribute them to everybody else. Am I painting that picture yeah. correctly? Yeah, that's yeah, that's accurate. And uh, I mean, obviously, with the with the growth in technology that 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 has since changed. But it was such a weird vibe to walk in to walk into work when that was happening, where you were just kind of the center of everything you'd have reporters out getting results that were posted on vfw doors because that's you know you voted at the vfw or the church and they would be there and they'd be writing down writing down tallies and either calling them into the newsroom or hustling back if it was close into the newsroom and and we would go from there so it was it was it was a really it was a really interesting interesting time. Yeah, now back in that day too, you know, there was probably I don't know 120 people or so in the in the newsroom uh, working, <laughs> and then add you know a few dozen more, like you said, from you know candidates and then you know other other media. So you know it, it was a it was a pretty busy place. Yeah, it was a scene. There's there, there's no question about it. It was a uh, it was a wild time, but it but it but it was great and. Uh, there's nothing like, and I sound like the old man yelling at the cloud. Um, but, but this is this is more this is more of a, it's more of a recollection of just the energy that comes with an election night when you're when you're a journalist. Uh, even even today, in, in an operation that's that's more streamlined because of how technology moves, there's still nothing like an election night in a newsroom. There's a genuine buzz and there's, uh, you know, everybody is, is, is wearing their Sunday best, so to speak. A lot of uh, red, white, and blue ties. A lot of, yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot we, of traditions that we have. We don't do a lot of bunting in the, in the newsroom, but we do, uh, we do the red, white, and blue ties. Uh, and, and you know, our reporters are out in the field. So some of them may wind up on a camera somewhere. So they want to, they want to look good. Absolutely. Um, I know pizza in the, in the uh, newsroom is a big, uh, tradition election night uh we actually feed the staff yep because everybody yep. starts early and everybody works yep. late check the social media accounts of any journalist working in this building on election morning and you can tell they're already looking forward to pizza <laughs> so <laughs> that that's just that's just that's just one of the uh one of the things about it i guess so now 20 years later um it's a little different there's not as many people but you're now producing news 
constantly. So yep. the updates are flowing. You're not just putting out the newspaper. You're also publishing a website. And as you mentioned before, social media. So that's changed. You're not writing one story for the end of the night. You're writing that same story how many times? Oh, it's a really, it's a really interesting process. How many times you write the same story? I mean, it's it's going to vary based on maybe the importance of the race, how quickly you can get calls back and stuff. But just if you're going by updated numbers as they come in, because we've got, we're not waiting until the end of the night to see, okay, well, we've got, you know, 98% of the precincts reporting. We're writing stories at 20%, at 40%. And the beauty of it is it shows trends. And this is where this, this may be an important thing to point out about, about journalists. You take someone like Boris, who is, uh, who's, our, who's our main political writer. When you're that knowledgeable about the area and the precincts and the wards, and so you see 40% of the vote in, and Ed has a, hu- has a huge lead. Maybe that doesn't account for a neighborhood, Ward 3, that is typically a Republican or Democratic stronghold. Those vote tallies aren't in yet. So now we can look at that and say, okay, listen, Ed has a big lead, but Chad, for example, is likely is likely to make a push when those numbers come in, when right. Ward 3 numbers come in, just as an example. So that's kind of the, the context that we provide and the reason for writing those updates so frequently is we can offer those those tips on how it's going to trend. So when you're reading a story on election night, you come to our website and you're reading a story about, um, we'll just throw it out there, the, a mayor's race. Sure. Um, and, and a guy like Boris says, candidate A has the lead with 60% of the vote in, but such and such precinct hasn't reported yet. That's kind of a tip. That's a little bit of a, Hey, we, you know, that's absolutely a tip. And then we can, I mean, we can look at times at historically how that word, how that word has done. Hey, this is a heavily democratic area. Once this comes in, you can expect maybe the challenger who's down in the votes to pick up thousand votes here, 500 votes here. So you, now you've seen so many elections over the years. Now we don't call elections. We nope. we, we absolutely don't do that. We're not uh, television. Uh, when 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 <laughs> no, because we can we see how that can go. Horribly, and I'm going to talk to you wrong. about that in a little bit. But when when there's a winner, when the votes are done being counted, or when someone concedes, we say there's a winner. But you've got to be tempted. I know you can't do it, but but you know, there's got to be a point in the night where you know candidate A has lost or won. Well, I'll tell you, that's when we start we start crafting headlines in that direction. And you can always, I mean, in what you'll find in all of our stories or all of our tabulations is results are not official. You'll find those words results until the until the county or whoever certifies the election, which is days later, which is days later. Results are not official. But yeah, I mean, if if you capture 70 percent of the vote and there's 98 percent of the vote counted, you won. And nobody (laughs) concedes an election. They think they won. Yeah. Yeah. Your guy says you guy says I concede I didn't win. Right. He didn't win. Right. And 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 then we were comfortable saying, okay, yeah, this this person won, this other person conceded. Maybe in this day and age that's starting to change. That's starting to change a little bit. That could be a little bit of a gray area. (laughs) So what happens when it all blows up though? What happens when the candidate we think is going to win doesn't? 
How does that change what you do? Because now you've got a different headline, a different page, maybe even a different lead story. Yeah. Well, one and the first thing to always note is that is that is a team effort. I have five five to six copy editors who are the ones building the pages, kind of helping update the website, um, thing, things like that. So usually it's a quick huddle of, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to switch this story out because we got this unexpected result. It's an upset. It's a bigger deal. We're going to put this here. Now, as as a matter of con of, of context, you'll remember the you'll remember the Bush Gore presidential race yep. right so there 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 existed a couple thousand copies of a front page of the times tribune that said that al gore had won that election that was when cnn if i remember correctly cnn called it, may, it for gore it may have been it may have been network news at the time but either way that's right. kind of it a, was yeah. somebody called it for gore there was a, if i remember correctly there there, there was some bubbling up across all media that yeah okay Gore won so yeah. so our initial front page didn't declare a winner. Our initial our initial I'm trying to remember if we dec- if it it did too it, close to count too it, close yeah, to call I believe ca- yeah it couched it it couched it a, a, a little bit and then we used to we used to have a, a post election party you know we we would go and we would get together and and hang out because it's a it's kind of an anxiety feel filled night. It's just a breakneck pace the whole night. So we would unwind a little bit with a party. Well, I went down to, I went down to the party after the, after the page was gone saying, Hey, so the newspaper has been put to bed, it's put to bed. They're, they're making it up it's at the gone. plant. It's yep. being printed. Yep. You're done. You they, can go have a beer. They're, or, making, uh, they're uh, making plates. They're doing their thing as far as right. newspaper production. And we have a TV where the party is as Tom Brokaw or Peter Jennings, one of the one of the legends of the industry, standing there, and I and I'm watching it with, with with my colleagues, and all of a sudden, news starts breaking that uh, Florida is very much in play, and maybe and maybe for Bush, and now we're looking like we're going to call this election. That's a massive moment of panic, right? So now we've got thousands of papers that we've already made and that are already being put yeah. on trucks. To yeah. go to some of the farther, you know, reaches yeah. of our yeah. home delivery area yeah. that say the election's too close to call. But now someone is saying, we think we have a winner. We think we, we, think we have a winner. So just real quickly, what we do is my, myself and I think, uh, I think the executive editor and maybe I wasn't the news editor at the time. I think I was the assistant news editor, but I was handling page one. We rush upstairs and this is the... <laughs> There's, you know, if you've ever seen uh, like a journalism movie, you know, they, they make this thing of, you know, somebody calling the press room and being like, stop the presses. You spend your whole career in right. the newspaper industry and, and almost nobody ever gets to say stop you, the presses. You, you never you never get to say it. And right? the guy it's, answering the phone at the press, by the way, isn't very receptive <laughs> to that because of what I just said. Right. We've got thousands of these yeah. things in a truck on, a, on their way somewhere. Right. But sure enough, and I, I remember I remember saying to my boss, I'm like. I think I have to say it. I, I I have to call. I have to call them. I think I have to say it. And, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you do." So maybe 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 the most glorious moment of my career, or at least memorable, is I got to call call the printing plant and be like, "Guys, you have to stop the presses." And not surprisingly, not surprisingly, what I got is what? 
said, no, seriously, you have to stop the presses. There's a good chance that we don't have an entirely accurate front page going out. It looks like this election is, go- is swinging the other way. So you stop the presses, you you redo page one, you replate it, so to speak. Yep. They fire the press back up. This probably doesn't happen in 10 minutes. This probably takes an hour. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, and now they're making more copies of the paper with your corrected headline, but... And presumably getting rid of the previous ones. Right. I I think I remember making a point to the press like, hey, if those are on trucks, get those trucks back. Do not let those first those first ones out the door. Right. I mean, the for all for all of the talk anymore, you know, and somewhat ridiculous talk of, of fake news and stuff. The number one job that we have is get it right. And that's, it's, you know, I, and I tell people this kind of ad nauseum, like for all the things that we do, the number one job is make sure you're right. Anything less than that violates what we do. Right? And there's nothing more. If, if you, if you want to imagine the get it right world, you're a guy who's called a plant where they print papers to tell them to stop printing the papers print a new paper, and if possible, get the other ones with a uh, uh, maybe incomplete or inaccurate <laughs> headline back. back. <laughs> get them back. Right, which back. which isn't quick, and it's certainly not cheap. Right. And that filters all the way down the chain. So oh, yeah. it's the newsroom folks are now redoing a page one. The printing guys are now reprinting it. The truckloaders are now loading it. The drivers are now delivering it. And the poor guy at the end of that chain, well, there's two people at the end of that chain. The delivery guy is now delivering a paper that is way later than what he had imagined. And the customer is waiting for a paper that he likes to get there, you know, four or five in the morning, might not be showing up until six or so now. And to 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 their to their credit, um, those guys those guys worked so hard to get those those papers that we didn't want out off the streets i have i have this vision of my mind of some guy with a bundle about to throw it off the back of a truck <laughs> and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden pull all of a sudden pulling it back but we did we did the right thing was that was that first edition wrong history would say it probably wasn't wrong because it was kind of too close too close to call well, it took it took the better part of what two months to, right. to figure I mean, out. We had to go to the Supreme Court to figure out who to figure out who actually won. But in addition to making sure you're right, part of part of our job is to do it quickly too. You know, that's those two things are in direct opposition at time because you know quickness tends to lead to sloppiness. But uh, that's kind of the cool part about. What we do is you have to do it quickly and you have to do it accurately. Those are those are basic tenets of how we operate. People expect that from us and, and they should. Yeah, absolutely. That should be the standard. Front page of the newspaper, big headline, uh, so-and-so has, has won. You kind of touched on it before, but how many folks are vying for writing that headline? Because everybody, because you guys take great pride. I don't know that people know this. You take great pride in writing a great headline. So yeah. there's more than one of you. Yeah. You don't just say, here's right. the headline. So yeah. you've got how many how yeah. many of you are trying to write that headline? There's well, there is certainly everybody on the on the copy desk, which are the main headline writers and people who are, who are building the pages. Occasionally you'll get a get a tap on the shoulder from someone like say the executive editor. Hey, okay. I like uh 
I like this headline. I, I have this idea. But I will say all of them are welcome because I don't know if it's the loneliest feeling in the world, but when it's 1230 at night and you've got three minutes until you have to press the button to send this page in order to make deadline and you don't have a good headline on a big story, that is a miserable, miserable feeling. So you've got, uh, you know, the better part of half a dozen people trying to write the headline, maybe some pressure from uh, someone somewhere to say, I like this headline better than that headline. How many versions of that headline do you think you'll see or vet or thumbs up or thumbs down to by the end of the night? The number is probably high, but headline headline writers are a little bit, they're a little bit of a weird group because there's all kinds of headlines that you know are going to be rejected, but are funny. Okay. That you just kind of say out loud to get them out of the way so they don't come back they don't come back later so they don't resurface later but uh Cecilia Cecilia Boris uh one of our really talented copy editors and the assistant news editor when Page when Page Cognetti uh first became the mayor city city turns to Page uh or voters turn turn to Page just a really nice turn of phrase captured captured everything because we were coming off a scandal of the Courtright administration and kind of turning the page, incorporating her name into it was just a really skillfully written headline. And that was one that was written early when we kind of knew the direction that, that it was going to go. And that's one of the other skills of headline writing is when you've got it, stop when you've got a great headline stop 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 messing around with it let it go move on move on to the next thing and that was the case there we've got a couple of chances to get people's attention on the front page it's going to be that headline and that main photo headline and photo every and, time uh, yeah that's great advice so when you've got it end it yep when you when, you, when you've got it stick to your guns and and end it all right, good stuff, man. That's that's inside, but that's what happens at the Times Tribune, uh, or, or I would say pretty much any newsroom, right, on an election night? I would think most newsrooms are pretty similar. It's a great night. Thanks for coming, Chad. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ed.